This is the Dave and Checky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Checky Show. Check your show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Checky Show. Hey, that, that's nice work. Yeah, I call it fit. Oh, there's another one in the back. Yeah, let me grab the phone. Hello, monkeys are us. Can I help you? I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, monkeys are us. You called. Can uh, I help you? Yes, I would like a monkey. Uh, it's clear that you called this number for that reason. And I'm glad you have because I am the number one monkey salesman in the world. Uh, I, do you have any to rent? I don't think I want to own Ooh. one. I just would like to rent one uh, oh, Jesus. myself from friends. Is this Tony Curtis? No. I don't know what that means, but no, I am not Tony Curtis. It's an Artie Lang reference. I see. Okay, never mind. Let's stop this whole bit, because we're heading in a very racist direction. Oh, I see. Is that what you were doing? That's what I'm doing. All right, well, we're going to move right along then. Okay. Uh, welcome, 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 everyone, to episode number 8383 of the Middle Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals... Uh, Pedro and Juan. Pedro Guerrero. That's correct. You are correct. You are correct, sir. And Juan. Juan to hang out later. Oh, okay. To hang out later is to my last name. To hang out later is uh, an interesting last name for someone named Juan, but. Juan to hang out later. Uh huh. Yes. This is going great. Any particular reason we're Pedro and Juan today? Uh, you know, just paying homage to our uh, Latin American brothers. I see. I feel like they're not getting enough uh, recognition these days. I see. It's all about one thing, not about the other. I see. All right. Okay. Let's go, because it's starting to get racist again. I, I don't understand how it is, but all right. That's fine. Um, to, Today's episode, I was going to do a uh, conspiracies, uh, deep dark secrets, and uh, unsolved mysteries, but the conspiracy thing kind of took a, a hold of me, and I was just like, fuck it, let's go, go with this. Now, let me ask you something before we get into this. All right. Now, is the whole thing racist that there's only white chicklets? Yes, that's terribly racist. I think there because, are green and orange chiclets. Whoa, but no black chiclets? Uh, I, I think the only black candy is licorice. Well, let's get some licorice-flavored chiclets. I do not like black licorice, so whoa, I don't Whoa, hey, now, it. that's racist. Good and Plenty literally makes me sick. When I, when I was growing up, there was a bunch of Canadians in my neighborhood. Mm. They ate black licorice. I see. Well, uh, I don't like black licorice. I don't care. I'm just if, trying to get uh, racist again. I see. I don't. I don't necessarily need to be racist. Everybody's a racist. But uh, black licorice is one of those smells that makes me have to vomit. Ah, uh, I have the same feeling when I see fill in the blank. All right. Anyway, uh, on to what today's episode is all about. It's about the documentary Who killed Nicole. 
This ain't something you can keep in the dark, Norm. Is he upset with something that you did? Um, I have a feeling it always comes to that. It'd be something yeah, the whole world would know. And you don't, you and he is the only motherfuckers that know this. <laughs> only two motherfuckers that know this. That'll be a perfect cover. Be perfect cover. <laughs> no, nobody else knows this. No, without that. They kept it a secret about. from the rest of the world. Tim grabbed us. I know what really happened. I'm fortified now, man. Nobody else in the world ever knew that this happened. That's when this whole thing started. This thing didn't start until that book was gone. And why would he give it to Robert Kardashian? Who the hell is Nick Cole? Is he a guitar player? Uh, uh no, I don't. Well, maybe I don't know. But this is uh about uh, Nicole Brown Simpson. Uh... And uh, <laughs> as we all know, uh, OJ is on Twitter. Ho ho J. And um, let me tell you something. All right. After seeing this documentary, I would not mess with OJ because OJ may pretend he's not black. But he's black. Uh, OJ might pretend he doesn't see color, but when he's in private area, he's all about color. Okay, let's just start the big at the beginning. This uh, documentary is um, basically based on this man, uh, Norm Pardo, who claims to have met OJ uh, many years ago, twenty some odd years ago. Okay, so I met me the day and time and why. And okay. how I met OJ in 1999. Actually, it was a bet me and my attorney had. I was, he was at the, I just purchased, uh, it was a flight training school. Uh, we had helicopters and a couple airplanes and these little, so we were sitting there and I was just goofing with him that I could market and promote anybody on this planet. I don't care who they are. And he laughed. And then a week later, he wanted to meet me at the airplane hangar. And he brought OJ over. So that's how you enter the picture? Yes. Okay. No relation to Don. I don't know that he's no relation to Don or Hap Pardo. God I damn it. He reminded that. me of Danny McBride, if you want to know the truth. He, his voice is very Danny McBride-ish. Uh, Danny McBride could easily play him. I was thinking that the whole time, too. Um, so this gentleman, Norm Pardo, speaks with this investigative team, um... Who, who actually put the uh, video together. Um, Sailor Brothers, I guess, is the production company. Um, and they speak with Norm Pardo, who uh, has footage of, you know, some shitty Hi8 footage or whatever, old video footage of uh, OJ speaking at, at times um, about various things. The... Th- the theory that this guy comes up with seems pretty solid. Uh, the the documentary could be way better. 
It could be way shorter. Um, the worst part of the documentary is the first five minutes. What yeah. is this, 1972? I mean, what, we got to show a driver, you're driving up the driveway for 10 minutes? Let's, you know, we'll get some action going. Oh, uh, and the theme song? Motherfucker, I got a theme song. Take a breath. Don't forget who you are. Though slightly bent out of shape, I won't let it break. You, you're a mold, all your own. Just believe the time will come when they'll see what I've done in you. I need you to hold. That theme song is worse than You Light Up My Life. First of all, You Light Up My Life is a lovely tune. Oh my God. Uh, but this, this, the documentary is not good. The and I hate to say that because I love documentaries. I like documentaries. I see. Um, I love documentaries, and you know I've made one myself, and it's not great as far as production. I'm the, trying to do a documentary about Terry Gar, and it's clearly going to be called a documentary. Gar. All right. So, Gar. but uh, anyway, so this this the the content is stretched out quite a bit. Um, the, they have they have these bad videotapes of OJ um, that I don't feel like they add a bunch. I like no, they take away, they imply, and they take away. There's a lot of shit in there that doesn't make any sense, and a, it just makes OJ look like a lunatic. Well, a self-deprecating lunatic. This is the thing: the videos I think are th- are there to show us that this guy has, uh, you know, has been with OJ and he's spent a lot of time with OJ, but. Honestly, they don't show me that. They don't, you know, just say that you have and maybe occasionally show something to prove it. But I don't have to see these terrible videos. I mean, none of the footage in those side shots applied to anything. No, it just was that he was in the back seat recording OJ. I mean, it's just a distraction. And it doesn't it doesn't paint OJ in a bad light or a good light. It's just OJ with a dude filming him all the time. Which, you know, back in the 90s, I guess, I, I just, I remember when I was hanging out with What's Up, they were doing that constantly. Well, he met OJ in 99, so that was the 2000s and on, probably. Okay, well, so, I mean, it was th- this, I don't know, and I, I kind of got, just from the stuff that I could see of him in this video um, with OJ, I kind of felt like he was, like, annoying. Like, he was that annoying guy that OJ was just, you know, keeping around for whatever reason. Um, but Well, he was his promoter, I think. He, uh... The videos don't... The, so this, this footage, this 90s, early 2000s footage does nothing. It adds nothing. They could have easily used the footage with, you know, as B-roll because it, anything that is said is 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 not a big deal. Yeah. There's at one point where he's about, where they imply that he's about to talk about an affair he had with Chris Kardashian, and then OJ realizes the tape is on and he goes, "Shut that off. This isn't for that." Yeah. But that can was you it. imagine? I cannot imagine 
There's too much to not imagine about this. This is all, it's all insanity. Are you talking about the documentary or about the whole situation? The scenario. Uh-huh. Uh, from what I gather, mm-hmm. this documentary mm-hmm. co- corroborates the theory of Charlie. Uh, this guy, Charlie, shows up, the guy who I had recently become friends with, and uh, I don't know why you had been by Nicole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And uh, and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop, right? So we kind of hooked up together, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of broad-stroking this. We go over. Yeah. Charlie is OJ's partner. Who told him we gotta go over there and see what's happening over there? <laughs> now, Charlie is Glenn Rogers, so that makes absolute one hundred percent sense. All right, we need to. So OJ okay. is elaborating on this thing, and that's how he got it off his shoulders by doing this interview and inventing Charlie. But Charlie was a real person; it just wasn't Charlie. Let me just let me. You know what, Dave? We're kind of jumping in the middle, so. Uh, as you may or may not know, um, if you're a middle-aged cool kid like us, you'd certainly remember uh, O.J. Uh, prior to 1994, Hero. I mean, you know how I feel about O.J., right? Oh, uh, yeah. She likes O.J. I love yeah. O.J. All white chicks like O.J. That's Until they get into bed with him, and then they end up in the hospital. I, I grew up with O.J. being a hero, O.J. being football, uh, O.J. being Hurts, and then, of course, in the, in the Naked Gun movies. To me, O.J. could do no wrong. He was in movies. He was a sports hero. He was a winner of awards. Man, do, um, you, do you just can't... Do you see the irony? I'm just, I'm just saying how... Uh, I'm just saying... I'm just telling people a rundown who are not middle-aged cool kids about O.J. And then in 94... Uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman were murdered, and that began uh, a, quite a few, a two or three years, I guess, of OJ, all OJ all the time, right? Uh, the, yeah. the trial, every every newscast had a story about that day. Yeah. Uh, there was court TV, so you could watch it. Um, OJ. I'm sorry. It was all OJ. You more OJ than that woman could handle. Oh, Marsha Clark. Anita Bryant. Anita Bryant. I didn't realize she had tried to handle OJ, but yes, she was involved with the Orange Juice campaign. I see. Uh huh. Anyway, so uh, you know, uh, I hate to yada 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 this, but uh, yada yada yada, not guilty. Yeah, you know what. What, what you, what's next? <laughs> well, there's been rumors uh, about O.J. Uh, not committing, you know, about O.J. being innocent. Um, he was found innocent. Um, there was plenty of evidence to say that he was not guilty. There was uh, there was the, like, the melting ice cream, the the timeline, uh, the, the the gloves, uh, the shoes. Um weird uh there was some weird blood evidence that had some sort of uh thing you know some sort of chemical element in it the shoe prints didn't match the shoe prints did not match uh 
the clothes did not fit. Yeah, so you had to acquit. Yes, so Ito. Ito. Okay, Ito. Darden. So anyway, this guy, this Norm Pardo. That's some name. He should be an announcer in Vegas. Norm Pardo had. Uh, Norm Pardo's rock concert. That's what I'm thinking. Worked on and off with OJ for OJ for 20 or so years. Uh, and he had put together, in that 20 years, he put together this whole thing in his head. And uh, he also has evidence. He has gone back and grabbed evidence from the trial. Uh he has uh, a team working with him. It's not like he's gone into this and he said, I have this idea and there's nothing to back it up. There seems to be quite a bit of evidence to back up what this guy is saying. Yeah, as bad as the documentary is, I think it's actually 100% true. I, that's what it, that's the, the, the documentary. He's just solved the whole thing for me. I actually, the cases I have read, the case has been put to rest in my mind. See, I don't agree 100% with his theory. But some of the things I do agree with. and well, there's got, enough there that it, it's pretty much there. I feel like there's a lot of weird editing, too. Like, they, they, they have some people who are in, um, in the shadows who are kind of like informants. Who those people don't even matter, though. Take those people out of the whole picture. You still have everything covered. You didn't need those people to say anything. No, but like you brought up with the one lady, uh, with well, she the, wasn't an informant. She's actually uh, she was on the scene. Yeah, you do need what she said because what she said makes sense. There was a, there's this. Was that Ray Don Chong? It was not Ray Don Chong. Oh. Um, there was there's one woman, uh, a black lady who uh, I I'm going to guess was probably a model of some sort. Mulatto. Now that is racist. Model. Oh, my ears are clogged with whizzax. Uh-huh. Uh, who, uh, because she hung out with... Hung her. She seemed to be uh, friends with Nicole uh, Faye Resnick and some... Uh, who the I, hell's Faye Resnick? Now, that sounds like a good name. I like that name. Uh-huh. That's a good Jew. Okay. She, I, I, I feel like... Who is that? I, and I'm going to she use... She a prostitute. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, did I take the gas out of you? Uh-huh. Hold on now. Let me pump you back up. No, thank you. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like these girls, for lack of a better term, uh, were party girls. They like the nightlife. They like to boogie. Party girls. Uh, that can mean whatever you want it to mean. Uh, in my head, it means something very specific, but I will leave it at party girls. Cleveland steamer. So, uh... At one point, this 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 lady who's talking, um, she said that they were at a party. It was uh, some sort of event, some sort of soiree, where it was uh, her, uh, Nicole, and some other of the these girls at a party with billionaires. You know, cocaine is a hell of a drug. So I'm thinking to myself. Why would these random girls be at a party with billionaires? Probably because children weren't available. That's what I'm trying to get at in some weird way. Like pizza like, party. You might, you know, there are places that will just hire out, and I'll use the word models. Whitey to Show up at these parties, okay? Uh, 
and just be the eye candy for, you know, the nerd, nerdy rich guys. But this woman's specifically talking about a party where Donald Trump was there. He's and, a nerdy rich guy. And Dodi Al-Fayed was He's there. He's a dirty Middle Eastern guy. Mm-hmm. He's passed away. Yeah, see, and apparently rightly so. From what I gathered, that motherfucker was up to no good. So this lady goes on to tell this story. Um, I, the, she kind of, I don't know. It's kind of odd. I don't know if she is was saying that Nicole was dating Dodie Al-Fayed. I didn't gather that. But somehow they were involved somehow. I don't know how or the what's. But somehow, cocaine. I, I I don't know. But in this documentary, um, you know, they play one of the one of the phone calls where Nicole is calling nine one one. Hody Dody Fayette. And no, he's not involved in this. But you hear OJ yelling in the background, and you never kind of really figure out what he's yelling. I heard what he's yelling. No, I mean, I, in oh. the past, I have not... I just knew he, he was yelling. Pedro Guerrero. No, he was not yelling about Pedro Guerrero. That was Guerrero. a different time. Yes. Now, see, we all thought he was nuts, right? Yelling about Pedro and his wife doing coke all night. Apparently, it's true. Anyway. Okay, Pedro, you got a lot of explaining to do, you low-income, uh, intelligent motherfucker. I, in those They ta- say Pedro Guerrero's got the uh, intellect of a retard. Oh. Just so you know. Thank you for telling me that. I uh, People who said that... I don't know. Who they I will are. go forth into my life now, knowing that uh, that. Can you even pronounce the man's name? He's so uh, at a disadvantage. You cannot even. It's not possible for white people to pronounce Guerrero. What is that? Guo. Those words. Those, those letters. Those letters don't go together. Guerrero. What? I think it's say that ten times fast. I don't think you pronounce the U. I don't pronounce it at all. Okay, so. uh... Anyway, in the in those tapes, in the one uh, that they really focus on, he's screaming about drugs. He's stream, screaming about how she hangs out with hookers. Nordberg is uptight. Nordberg was well, but he also is screaming about how he doesn't want nah, his kids Nordberg around. Nordberg isn't uptight. He's just uptight about his kids. Yeah, he let seemed, them make their own decisions. He seemed to be screaming about kids, uh, cocaine. Chloe, Chloe can do what she wants. Co- Chloe? Was that one of the kids? No. Uh, we, uh, I think it might have been. I don't think so. Uh, apparently what he did to uh, the, her mother uh, is not too far out of the question. All right, Dave, we can't skip around. We have to finish the thought. Oh, Jesus, it's going to take seven years. Uh-huh. Anyway, so it, this is what he's screaming about in these in this particular call. Uh-huh. I don't know about all the calls. All right. But, uh, and there also is talk of this book that gets... That gets, it's her book. She says he, he took it, that OJ took it. Yeah. Norm Pardo says that OJ gave the book to Rob, uh, Robert Kardashian, Bob Kardashian. And then this book turns up in some other guy's hands, this guy Waz, who gets in a car accident, and the book is found on the scene. Yeah. So now we don't know where the book is or what the book is. Well, why did he have it? In the fall of 1993, William Waz came into contact with Paula Barbiera, Robert Kardashian, and O.J. Simpson. 
the contact with these individuals was made at the Roxbury Club in West Hollywood. It's actually December 26, 1993, is allegedly when all of them meet at the club. Mm -hmm. Right after the 911 call. The 911 call was only like a month earlier. Robert Kardashian met with Waz in his home in Encino and offered him an assignment. The purpose was to follow Nicole and take pictures of her with any men to whom she may meet romantically. The surveillance of Nicole took place on January 6th and January 7th, 1994. This information was documented in a notebook. The notebook is currently in the custody of the LAPD. It's claimed that, that Bob Kardashian hired this guy, Waz, W-A-S-Z, to tail uh, Nicole Brown Simpson. I, yeah. I guess on OJ's behalf. Uh, I think... He thinks she was involved with drugs or maybe involved with uh, this party girl atmosphere in a way that he thought was n not the way a mother should be involved. A woman was an addict. I don't know that to be true. From what, I'm, from what, I'm, uh, what we've gathered from this documentary, she is far from being a saint. Yes. And her sisters should be ashamed of themselves. Well, this is, I mean... We're hey, Ron Goldman can go fuck himself. It's a George Floyd thing all over again. Yeah, except they're white. Well, it's still the same. It doesn't matter, the color. That's no. the thing. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's what they like you to believe. I, I, I refuse to believe any of that. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so I, I think, you know, from watching this documentary, this guy, Norm Pardo, did not say any of this particular stuff, but putting that stuff together, I'm thinking maybe OJ was trying to... Get the kids from her. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if there ha if he stole her book, gave it to Kardashian, Kardashian gave it to this other dude to follow uh, Nicole. Uh, this guy's taking 20 years to figure it out. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because I don't know. He mm -hmm. seems to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just, he didn't say why. But then he, they come up with this other idea that somehow, uh, I guess Waz is the guy who says it, that Kardashian hired him to kill Nicole. And that's why he had the book. And then move me forward a little bit right after that. I think it's New Year's Eve, right? Yes, he goes back and has another meeting in his proffer. This isn't something I'm bringing up. This is an attorney letter that was sent to the judge from his attorney. Okay. He went back and met with Robert Kardashian alone. Alone. And so Waz and Kardashian meet alone. Yes, and that's when he said that Robert Kardashian offered him a bigger job. On or about January 14th, Bill Waz met Robert Kardashian again in his Encino home. At this meeting, Kardashian offered Waz $15,000 if he would kill Nicole with a 25 caliber bullet to the head. But Kardashian also told Waz he was to steal Paula Barbieri's car and use it during the murder. The murder was to take place at the Rockingham. Now this is his work. So now mine. it wasn't long after that, right? It's, it's maybe a week or two later that he gets into a car accident. Yes. And what is found in his possession? In his documents? whereabouts was found. Mm -hmm. uh, a nine millimeter pistol, I think it is, and a crack pipe. And the book, correct? Uh, 
Well, the book with all her contacts. Yes. So he was following Nicole to find out where she was getting drugs. Well, he didn't just have the book. He had a gun. And he had OJ's girlfriend's car. Right. Something's going on there that's not just normal. If you're OJ and you're trying to get someone killed, you don't want your name involved in it at all. You don't want to be part of it at all. You certainly would not say, yeah, use my girlfriend's car. That makes no sense. Who says he had anything to do with that? Well, I think that's what they were trying to say, that Kardashian was working on behalf of OJ. But that- or they were also trying to say that Kardashian wanted Nicole dead anyway because OJ destroyed his wife sexually. Right. I don't, I don't know where, why he would want OJ. Uh, I don't know why that would make he wanted him- to get revenge on OJ. Yeah, I don't know. I, I find that story weird. The whole thing's weird. I find that particular story weird. But... You know what's even weirder? There is a Kardashian weirdness going on there because at, at that trial, it is super clear that Kardashian is the only one not celebrating. <laughs> so, I don't... Did he try to set up OJ? I don't think so. I, th- I think that's a real stretch. But... They kind of they kind of touch on that in this in this documentary, but let's get back to Dodi Al Fayed because in the Dodi Al Fayed circle and with Nicole is Glenn Rogers. The body of a young woman found burned in a truck launched a manhunt to find her killer. When more bodies began to turn up across the country, the FBI believed the cases were linked. Investigators had a suspect. They just couldn't find him. I'm Jim Kalstrom, former head of the FBI's New York office. Agents would enlist the help of local law enforcement and even long-haul truckers to stop a cross-country killer. Glenn Rogers is currently in jail for being a serial killer. As far as not Kenny Rogers? That is... Uh, no, he has passed away. I'm so sorry to say. This motherfucker didn't know when to hold him. Glenn Rogers, serial killer. That's not speculation. That's he's admitted it. He's in jail. Yeah, he's this un- is what I want to okay. know. Can I just ask you something? Uh, yeah, of course. How how is this little detail left out of the public eye throughout the whole trial? I know. How, how does it just? How is it? The, you know, it's just a coincidence that she happens to be working on a face to face basis, perhaps even dating a serial killer. And it's just now that's just left out of the public eye, out of the trial, so that everyone thinks OJ's got to be guilty. Right. Who would do this? Who would set up OJ? How are all these little details not? How? Why? Why are we allowed to surmise as a public, but the truth is completely covered up? I would say that this Glenn Rogers detail is not a little detail. Uh, How is this possible? Glenn Rogers. There was a theory out there that Glenn Rogers did. Now, there's you can read that online. I, that, yes. that he's actually uh, admitted to being part of it, right? Yes. So now you look into him. What do you find on him? Well, at first we I didn't find much on him, but then I put the word out that I wanted to talk to him, and so he sent me some letters, and we started communicating, and he started telling me stories. The more I found out, the more I kept digging, and the more I kept digging, and the more he kept coming forward, like, 
To start with, he sent this one letter. Dear Mr. Pardo, Hi, my name is Glenn Rogers. I am at this time on death row in Florida. Please tell OJ that I'm very sorry for the death of his wife. Because we wanted to know, did OJ Simpson contract him to kill her? Blatantly questioned, we just wanted to know. Uh, OJ Simpson and myself did not contract with one another to do anything to his wife. Didn't mention it. Ron. He, uh, Glenn Rogers killed someone named James Peters, or Mark Peters, Mark James Peters. Uh, he killed someone named Mark James Peters, James Mark Peters, and <laughs> took that guy's identity. Mark James Peters and Glenn Rogers, are they one and the same? Well, technically, yes. Technically, how's it technically his yeah. name, See, right? This guy went missing. Okay. James Peters went missing October 22nd, 1993. They okay. found his body in January of 1994 and put an all-points bulletin out on Glenn Rogers, a.k.a. James Peters, because they're one of the same now. He took it, that guy's identity. So he assumed that's his identity rent, when he went to L.A.? Yes, that's why all the rent receipts we found wasn't under uh, Glenn Rogers. It was all under James Peters. In the, in the one movie, O.J. Innocent Project, for example, they claim, oh, he couldn't have done it because he wasn't in town during that time. He, he didn't get into town, and he was in town in 1992. So we had to prove he was in 1994. So they gave us these documents here, which is his rent receipts, where he was renting an apartment. So he uses his identity yeah. to, to work, to his work social security number, Everything. his employment with the paint company was all under the identity. His W-2s, we have those, all under the identity of James Peters. And he started dating Nicole Simpson. Well, wait a second. Uh, so he became a... Uh, small world. He became a painter, a house painter, and somehow, yeah. through the painting... Uh, he paints houses. I heard that before. Uh-huh. He met uh, Nicole. Yeah, he just, wait, hold on a second. Can you just imagine if, just, if they left out the detail that Nicole happened to be dating David Berkowitz. Mm-hmm. The son, he, she, she, she dated the son of Sam. Right. Uh, let's leave that out. And yeah. uh, O.J. Calder. It's irrelevant. Yeah. So it's all, there's a there's a lot of you know, it's a lot of crazy shit, a lot of crazy shit, a lot of all of these documents sealed, 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 sealed. So you can't even go and, and check them out. Um, but so Glenn Rogers, as uh, this Peters guy, is uh, is hanging out with Nicole. He is at that party. Or soiree or event with Nicole and Dodi Al Fayed and uh, these other uh, quote unquote party girls. And all these people of any importance are dead now or in jail. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people dead, dead, dead. So Except OJ, because he's. Whatever. Okay. So the, the lady, the African American lady who I am going to say was. Ray Dawn. She was not Radon Chung. I don't know what her name was, but uh, she's giving these accounts, and I really think that they have edited her heavily, uh, probably because she's, she's incoherent. I think Heroin's they, a hell of a drug. I think they make her incoherent. I, 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 Let I, me tell you something. Yeah. I gathered what she had to say, and it was all there. Right. She said Donate had small hands, and the serial killer had pointy shoes. Uh-huh. That's all we need from her. Right. So, Dave is saying, listen, Dodie was uh, 
Of Any course, man with the, the name son, Doty. Now that's a problem right there. He's the son of the person who owns Harrods or Harrods or whatever that Harry, store. Harrods. Harrods. Those glove were Harrods. What was that English store? She is saying that those gloves were Doty's gloves and that Glenn Rogers is was wearing them. He stole the gloves from Doty because he's also a thief. Well, he's many things. Or Doty said, I want you to have my gloves. Doty talked like Michael he, Jackson. Yeah, he, the, look at Doty could have just taken his gloves off, put them somewhere. And oh, Glenn, you're so cute. Snacked, sna- uh, snatched them up and used them. If you shave off your pubic hairs, I'll give you my gloves. <sighs> I think he said something like that. No, I don't think Doty said anything like oh. that. Anyway, uh, well, if, with a name like Doty. Oh my fucking god! So at, anyway, at this party, um, one of the parties that was being thrown that this woman is talking about was These being. People have a lot of parties. I haven't been to a party in fucking a hundred years. What is Did this? Do you want to talk about this or something else? No, I'm just listening. Uh huh. Um, so one of the parties that this lady was at with Doty and Nicole and and whoever else was being thrown by Middle Easterners. Oh, Jesus. Birdie fucking num-num. At one point, she said that they acted in a way that those Middle Easterners felt found very inappropriate. Yeah, I don't understand all that. What do they have to do with anything? It's, she's bringing up the point of honor killing. Like, they were... they. She felt killing. She felt like they were being held hostage for a, for a while. So they killed Nicole to honor Doty. I, I don't know. No, not to honor. Uh, honor killing isn't like that. That. Oh, I don't know what that it's, is. That's that, is, honor killing is more like dishonor killing. Like Ooh. you've acted in a way that's so unbecoming of our religion, our family, uh, our community that we're going to kill you. Oh, uh, in my neighborhood, that's just called killing. Uh huh. Well, that's that's fine. Uh, we don't have that here. Oh, so, my old neighborhood. Uh huh. Anyway, so she, this lady, brings up a lot of weirdly interesting points, um, but mostly she's there to sh- tell you that, uh, or to help you, I guess, jump to the conclusion that Glenn Rogers had Doty's uh, gloves. And she also helped us jump to the conclusion that Nicole was a night person. A party girl, I'm going to She liked to boogie. Party Let's just girl. put it that way. Uh, so, um, also, this Glenn Rogers uh, was sending photos home to his mother and his family saying that Nicole was his girlfriend. Now, I don't believe she was his girlfriend. I don't believe it no, at all. No, of course not. See, but he's clearly a mental, mentally insane person if you're already a serial killer, right? Yeah. So if you see Nicole with somebody else, anybody else, and you think she's your girlfriend. Look, just because I take a picture of myself with Michelle Trachtenberg doesn't mean that I'm her boyfriend. I know you wish you were. What? I wish you, you, know, you, <laughs> wish you had the right Michelle. But Michelle you, Trachtenberg. You now that is a hot tamale. Okay. Anyway, she's enchanting. She is enchanting. Uh I hear she's not very nice. Whoa, well, but you get what you pay for. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't either. Anyway, long story short, this is a two-hour documentary. About an hour and five minutes in, we finally get to what is this guy's, uh, what his take is on what happened that night. This is a stupidest thing in the world for people to say, OJ went into a jealous rage and started killing people. But 
We have to correct that. He went into a jealous rage and started killing people after he planned it all out by bringing a mask and doing all that. Then he raged. No, you go into a jealous rage because you're there and you're just mad. This was a planned event. The other thing is that that we don't really hear so much about, or maybe you have. Uh, I don't. I didn't recall it. But they had all been together uh, at a recital earlier that night. Who are all of them? Uh, OJ, Nicole, the all families. I guess one of the kids had a recital. I don't know which kid. Uh, either it was uh, Sydney or Jason. Some sort of recital. I don't know if it was a school recital, a dance mm-hmm. recital. I don't know. But they had all been to a, a recital together. OJ left. And uh, because he had to get ready for this uh, midnight flight, uh, OJ left and uh, all the whole family was supposed to go. Now, this is a new piece of information that was not in the documentary. They Nicole had said to Jason. Uh, is it Jason? Maybe not Jason. Whoever the older Simpson kid is. Knife here, Rogers. Jason, I think it is Jason. Was he the one with a knife fetish? Yes. He was working at a restaurant. With knives. And uh, Nicole had promised him that she was going to bring the whole entourage after the recital to his restaurant, Jackson's, mm-hmm. I guess it was called, uh, for dinner. Yeah. And so he had told his boss, they had put aside a table. They were ready for this huge, you know, famous people were going to come in and eat at this restaurant um, that he was working at. She never showed up. She never showed up. So that apparently that was uh, he, he left work early that night is what the claims are. Yeah. But that's not this documentary. This In the documentary... They go to the recital. OJ leaves. They all go out to dinner uh, at some other restaurant. Um, and then I guess Nicole and the two kids, maybe. How do you go to some other restaurant? You just told yourself. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. What kind of psychotic nonsense is that? I don't know. Maybe they forgot. I don't know. They forgot. I don't know. You don't forget something like that. I'm just saying I don't know. So after the after dinner... I don't know if they go to a different place for ice cream or they get ice cream from that place. Oh, yeah, well, anywhere but Jackson's. Anywhere but Jackson's. <laughs> um, so then they uh, they get the three of them, at least the three of them, the two kids and Nicole get ice cream. Kids eat their ice cream because they're kids. She is a... Uh, Cocaine fiend, so she doesn't eat Is that food. what happens? Yeah. I mean, she's stuffed from dinner. You know, she's a thin lady, so maybe she had had enough dinner, and she put the uh, ice cream thin away. Thin lady, isn't that a disco song? She put the ice cream away to eat at a later time. That time was later. Yeah, time was later. So, and then shit starts to go wrong. You know, uh, we've got Ron Goldman who is apparently going to return a pair of sunglasses. Oh, wait a second now. Yeah. What kind of a lunatic... What? Who returns sunglasses at 10.30 at night? Right. Why wouldn't she just pick them up the next day? What she got? What kind of sun is there in the evening? This is the other thing. I think the sunglasses is code for cocaine. I think the sunglasses is code for something. I'm not sure what. Yeah, cocaine. Ron, Ron was a cocaine dealer, as was his mom. 
That the whole fam is full of cocaine. So Ron Goldman's got cocaine. That's why he's got a mustache. He's got to hide in the cocaine. I don't know that that's true about Ron Goldman, but his wife, Patty, uh, had been married to a cartel cocaine guy. Glass. Marvin Glass. Everybody here seems to have something in their past. And so the Goldman thing, we had to research the Goldmans because there was rumors out there, you know, that Ron was dealing drugs. So was that true? We had to find out. But then I hit the, 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 the new wife, which is Patty Glass. And when we hit her background, it wasn't so pretty because she was married to a guy named Marvin Glass, which was a Colombian cartel guy. You know, as part of a $100 million cocaine smuggling ring. And he was going to prison. And, and that can easily that can easily be verified. We verified all oh, that yeah. information. Oh, yeah. That's right. Some of these yeah. documents yeah. right yeah. here. Yeah. We actually right here verify it right here. Absolutely. So um, this is the weird thing about the Ron Goldman going to her house at uh, 10, let's say 930. Uh, he's either bringing some cocaine or he's getting some fashion. Ron? <laughs> I know you think it's funny. I'm just trying to get a sentence out. I know. Well. What? Well. Okay. Ron Goldman didn't have his license. He didn't have a car. He had no way to get to her house. The uh, The restaurant was a half-hour drive to her house and a two-hour walk. Um, so how did he get there? How did he get there? He got there with OJ and um, Kenny Rogers. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think OJ drove Ron Goldman. I don't think he would do that. I think if Ron Goldman's name is in the book, right? It might be in that book. I don't know. But the the, the notebook or whatever it was. Well, look, this is what happened. I don't think OJ's going Glenn to... Glenn Rogers drove with uh, Ron Goldman. And OJ met him there, surprisingly. Well, OJ sneak attacked. Look, I, when you say sneak attack, you're, I don't think OJ went anywhere. With this the, is what happened, because Charlie called OJ and said, you got to go see what's going on over there. Okay. And uh, OJ went over there. Okay. And Charlie was uh, Glenn Rogers. Okay. And he came up with uh, Ron Goldman. said, I'm going to bring him to you. You scared the shit out of him. And then it went sour. Okay. Yeah? So... We don't know how Ron Goldman got to the house. We have no idea. Well, we ask Glenn Rogers. Norm Pardo seems to think that uh, that could be because he went with Glenn Rogers. Somehow Glenn Rogers picked him up. Look, if it's good enough for Norm Pardo, it's good enough for me. I don't, I don't, I don't, ha there is no evidence saying that at all. Now ask Glenn Rogers. He seems to be telling the truth these days. Well, we, he may or may not be saying the truth. Well... But Look, it, we can end this whole thing right now. Okay, goodbye. He sent, oh. he sent the, he sent the pin to his mother. He sent a pin to his mother that he said he took from the scene. So that would probably be verifiable. It, but why didn't they do it in the documentary? That I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So the, why the, didn't they do that in the? Because documentary? I don't think it's true. I, well, I, why you think that these people who made the documentary didn't try to follow up? Well, why didn't they? What the hell, man? Unless OJ's kid said, you know what? I don't want to talk to you about anything. Well, why did they say that? that what are they leaving that up in the air for? I'm telling you. God damn it, Glenn Rogers. I, th I think Glenn Rogers is also, I mean, he's obviously he's fucking insane. Look, right? he clearly killed the, the woman. 
You don't think he did it? Glenn Rogers? Yeah. Yes, I think he did. Yeah, so, end of story. But so, but how is OJ responsible for that? I, I don't... Do you, this, is what, this is what I think happened. I think that, uh, you know, that we still have to... That, that book, that book means everything. Why? Because it, it would say why, he, why she was being followed, why he had any interest at all in a Ron Goldman. That book is everything. Everything. I think it's it's you know like it's the, like the Heidi Fleiss book. I think there's notes, there's names. Um, I I would be extremely interested to find out what was in that book. Well, yeah, I guess the book's long gone now. Well, who knows? But uh, this is the other thing. I have worked with a. But few- where was the book? In in uh, it was in prison. I mean, they, they impounded it? I don't know. I don't know where it is now. I don't know where it is. All right. But that guy Waz had it, and then uh, it was Nicole's. OJ took it. OJ gave it to Kardashian. Kardashian gave it to Waz. The police have it now. And maybe the police have it now. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things that's sealed. One of the many things that's sealed. That's probably what happened. But I feel like this Glenn Rogers thing... Is such a big deal, and for it not to be mentioned at all during the trial, and I, I think that's a, you know, I, I, I back the blue a hundred percent. I will back the blue. I do not believe in defunding the police, but I will say that those L.A. cops, there are a few of them that are just not to be trusted. It seems like over and over again that not just the cops. LA whole, detective and all the whole department yeah, fucks up, the, up cases. Exactly. Up the chain of command, not just cops. What up else were we just watching command. recently where this happened? It was a movie where the uh, PD, Richard Jewell. Yeah. Once again, the it's FBI got LA. it. Okay, sorry. But wasn't it in LA too? Weren't they involved with LA? No, no it, was it was Georgia. Atlanta. Atlanta. All right, never mind. So. This guy's theory, this Norm Pardo's theory is OJ was OJ somehow gets a call to go there, to go to the, to uh, uh, Gretna Green or whatever it was called. OJ goes there because he uh, he wants to confront Ron Goldman goes to confront Ron Goldman and Ron Goldman starts some weird karate shit at him. And the guy with OJ gets steps in the way, blocks OJ, and stabs Ron Goldman. And OJ keeps going. OJ leaves. He just gets in his car and gets the fuck out which is on par with other VIPs. They are, uh, they will have someone around them who will absorb this kind of uh, shit and they will make their way out. They will escape and get the fuck out of Dodge. Because when you have, when you make so much money and you have so many people uh, depending on you for their livelihood, you think differently about everything. Yeah. Uh, so I could see OJ saying, I got to get the fuck out of here. These, let these two duke it out. But it's not a duke out. But OJ's gone. He's left. He has gone. 
You and know, OJ should have called the cops and been like, I went over there to talk to this dude about bringing cocaine to my wife, and this other motherfucker stabbed him. Why didn't he just do that? I don't, I don't know that he knows that the guy stabbed him at that point. I don't think he, he knows that the guy had a knife. I, don't, I think he just knows that guy got in between him. No, but his hand would have been cut. OJ's hand had a little nick on it. Hey, that's racist. David. What? Stop it. Oh. So, uh, I think OJ left. And I think that's why OJ was on an airplane not seeming to care. I think he's like, okay, well, I haven't heard any more about it. So, maybe it's it's over. And, uh, you know, that I'll, seems I'll hear about to it. to me. What do you mean? That he would just carry on his way. Maybe he didn't think it was that big of a deal. Maybe he... His in, wife and kids are within 10 feet of all that. Ex-wife and kids, yes. Huh? His ex-wife and kids, yeah. Maybe he wasn't he alarmed. Was, I don't understand how you just leave that scene and go to Chicago like nothing happened. He was going to confront that guy, and then he, that guy did a karate stance, and he got out. Maybe he fought with him a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but OJ is not sufficiently fucked up from that encounter. Yeah. At all. Oh, and the other guy was. The other guy was really fucked up. Glenn oh, Rogers. All right, so it's possible. Glenn Rogers got really fucked up to the point where he had to make an excuse as to why he couldn't be at work the next day. The ceiling fell on his head. The ceiling that fell That always down happens. Over. Yes. So on the same night that someone was killed, you were hanging out with. Paint Company said this letter is to inform you that on June 14, 1994, Mr. James Peters was absent from work due to the fact some of the ceiling in his apartment fell on him, and he was unable to work that day therefore losing wages. So that means that he was working for a paint company in California. That's the paint company in California. And he missed work that day. Uh, I'm not sure what happened, but in, in this documentary, which is something I don't remember from the trial, but they say the two murders did not happen within the same hour. Yeah. Their claim is that it happened uh, at least an hour apart. Which means if that if she was murdered between you know eleven or say eleven thirty and midnight, whenever they they concluded, again with science and ice cream melting and phone calls and yeah. all this other stuff, um, then OJ was already you know at the airport or on his way to the airport. You know, and again, and they say that there's no cuts on the glove. So if the glove is worn by the murderer, why are the why are there no cuts on the murder? You know, I don't. OJ could not have worn the glove. You don't take the glove off, get your hand cut. It just doesn't make sense. So this part of this guy's theory makes sense. the The logistics of what happened that night, but for me, what doesn't make sense is the whys in the house necessarily but his i think his his take on it is is pretty solid you seem to be at the end of the documentary like well that's it that's what happened you seem to be like 100 percent sure pretty certain and this guy glenn rogers has admitted to it uh, i don't know what's going on there it's not what we, th whatever it is, it's not what we were led to believe. 
And in the in the now, if I were Robert Kardashian uh-huh. and I saw what my family was up to today, uh-huh. I would probably kill myself. He passed away from cancer. Yes, but I'm just saying, after a black man destroys his wife, every one of his daughters dates a black person. Do you think they got daddy issues? Well, this is the thing in this in this documentary. I uh, mean, I don't mean to be a racist, but th- that makes me think that. There's something up with that family. They just—they cannot date a white person. Anyway, in that documentary, um, Norm Pardo says that OJ told him that he cheated on Nicole with Chris, and that they were in a in a hot tub or something. And OJ stood up and pulled his shorts down, and uh, Chris couldn't uh, could not resist. Oh, that's that's what, <laughs> that's what Norm Pardo said. OJ told him. Do you know how ridiculous all this is? But well this is this is the whole thing. That's what I'm that's why I say coke look, if cocaine never existed, uh, all these people would probably still be uh in functioning society. I will say that OJ would still be a superstar, Nicole wouldn't be dead, and that motherfucker probably wouldn't have died of cancer. Shortly after after this incident that Norm Pardo uh, claims was OJ and Chris's fling, uh both couples who had been best friends, they had been couple friends. The thing I have wanted for my whole life, a, uh, a, another set, another couple that would be our friend. We no, never found that. it. Uh, don't go, you don't want that. Never grass found is always our couple green. friends. Anyway. Some green grass over that couple land. Uh, anyway, so OJ Freshman, before and, you know it, you're turning to Chris Kardashian uh-huh. in a hot tub with OJ. OJ and, okay. OJ and Nicole got divorced, and so did Chris and Bob Kardashian. They also got divorced. Oh, that's a coincidence. Within six months of each other. So uh, Norm Pardo is is hinting that this is because of the incident with OJ and the hot tub. Incident meaning his huge penis. Uh huh. Yes. At one point, Norm Pardo in a, says to OJ, "I heard you're hung like a horse," and OJ says, "Well, at one point, I spoke with a woman and she said." I either want 10 inches or no inches. And I said, I like you, but not enough to cut two inches off my dick. So, <laughs> so OJ is quite jovial. Uh, also, I will just say that uh, if you watch the first ESPN, uh, ESPN did a series on OJ. And if you watch that first episode, hour and a half or whatever, mm-hmm. You see the OJ that I grew up with, the OJ that I knew and loved, and it was a uh, he, he, hero, superhero. I mean, he was uh, breaking records, but he always, always in. Man, he's no Bruce Jenner. He always would include the team in the records. He would always say, "I would not be able to do it without this team." Yeah, he was it's a never- gang mentality. What? The gang mentality that they mentioned. Uh-huh. He grew up in a gang. Anyway, at uh, at one point when he he got you know x amount of yards when he was with the uh, the That's bills ten yards. When he was with the bills, you know he broke a record and he bought everyone a ring. And instead of his record being on the ring, it was the team record of that year. That is the OJ. That I grew up with. Yeah, that's OJ in front of the camera. 
That's the OJ that... No, that's behind the scenes. They're giving them rings. That's not like he said, oh, and by the way, don't tell anyone who gave you the rings. He would he would sign autographs for hours. It was selfless money. hero OJ. OJ did not need the money. Um, so Little boy blue OJ. What? He needed the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? Let's just end this. What? You love OJ. I'm just saying that that's if you watch that if you if you're not a middle aged cool kid and you're younger and you have no recollection of how huge OJ was if you watch that first episode. ESPN does an amazing job of letting you know uh, of who OJ was. When's that from? The documentary? The ESPN. Probably in the the last three or four years. What do they do next? Slander him? I mean, they they go down that road and... uh, God forbid you just do something about his sports career. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, that whole first hour and a half is... Again, it's, it's OJ. You just, you know... Wow, OJ was—it's—it's it's kind of amazing, and it's—and it's why people love OJ or loved OJ. But this documentary, uh, we rented it on Vimeo, by the way. It was three ninety nine for a twenty four hour uh, rental. Um, it just came out in October. I don't think it's doing well because, of course, of the the COVID and uh, whatever else. Let me ask you something on the side note here. Uh If OJ had just done the right thing Mm -hmm. and reported that some lunatic had attacked Ron Goldman. Right. Now, worst case scenario, he would have done a couple years in jail. Probably. And he would have been out. And it wouldn't have been that he had murdered someone. He would have been, he was just accessory to some sort of insanity that went wrong. Right. And he wouldn't have lost in a civil case where he wouldn't owe uh, all his money he earns to someone for the rest of his life. Right. So he would be financially better. So really, he just handled the whole thing poorly. And in hindsight, he could have been beyond this probably sooner than he is now. That's. I would agree with that. So silly OJ. Silly OJ. Um, I would I would recommend. This is this is rough. I would recommend watching the documentary because uh, we're not doing a very good job of uh, putting all the facts and figures out there for you, and they do an okay job of that. There's too much in there's too much in this documentary. But the 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 documentary is is not well put together. I'm just gonna say it. It's not well put together, but the information is in there if you are willing to put up with a not well put together documentary. The other thing is now is that OJ has come out and given his own opinion on Norm Pardo, and he says this guy is not his manager. You know, this is my first venture into the social media world, and uh, it's amazing, (laughs) you know, especially how quickly they can put up counterfeit sites. Anyway, we'll deal with that. Um, my life has always been involved in the sports world, and I suspect as the week goes on, that's pretty much what we'll be talking about. But once in a while, I'm going to go off talk, topic and talk about something else, uh, and this is one of those times. You know, Bob Kardashian, he's like a brother to me. He's a great guy. He met and married uh, Chris, and they really had a terrific time together when they were together. Uh, unfortunately, that ended. But never 
And I want to stress, never in any way, shape, or form had I ever had any interest in Chris romantically or sexually, and I never got any indication that she had any interest in me. So all of these stories are just bogus, bad, you know, tasteless. Um, Chloe, uh, like all the girls I'm very proud of, just like I know Bob would be uh, if he was here, but the simple facts of the matter is uh, she's not mine. Now, one of the people who spread in this rumor is a guy that the media loves to say is my manager. I had one manager in my whole life, Chuck Barnes, when I came out of USC for three years. Unfortunately, he died about 45 years ago. But even before he died, I opened my own office with uh, the help of Skip Taft, my lawyer, my um, two assistants, Marilyn O'Brien, the late Marilyn O'Brien and Kathy Randa. Um, and I've always managed my own affairs, and I like to think very successfully. So when you see these guys like Norm and these guys claim that they're my uh, manager, it's just not true. I may have done a deal here or there with them, but none of these guys have ever was anything remotely like a manager for me. In any event, that's it for today. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Take care. Did he say it was his manager or his promoter? He said it was his it's out there that he is his manager. Huh. So. Oh, what was he? Is he a detective? What is the guy? Is he in law enforcement? No. He's just a... He's, what, is, what did he do before he met OJ? He had that uh, flight... Helicopter flight school or something. But what did he do before that? You know, that doesn't support you. Maybe it does. Was he an army guy? I don't, I don't think so. Eh, something's up about Neil pa and uh, Don Pardo's background. It's Norm, Norman Pardo. Don Pardo was an SNL. Pardo me. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so there's a lot of stuff. You have to kind of... Sometimes I was sitting there and thinking, my God, this is just so bad. Get to the fucking point. But, uh... And then other times it was... I felt like like that 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 black lady... I feel like she's heavily edited. And I feel like what she says is so important, but it's kind of so weirdly put together. Uh, but I come away thinking Party Girl, uh, Little Black Book. Uh, this sounds like a David Lee Roth song. Cocaine. Now listen. Which how song could that be? Uh, I don't know. All of them. Okay. I can't say, but what I'm saying is how I forgot what I was going to say. Thank God. God damn it. Thank God, Dave. That is that part out. Uh-huh. No. Uh So, I would it's 3.99. I would definitely rent it if you're at all interested. Oh, this one I'm gonna oh say. fuck, here it comes. <laughs> how what the LA police department has no responsibility to, re to respond to this documentary in any way? They're not going to address any of this. You know, it's almost like uh, it's almost like the Natalie Wood murders, right? Or, or death. They just want to close that shit up and act like everything's fine. So. Oh, and isn't it a coincidence that the uh, mayor of LA? Is what the son of the person who screwed the fucking case in the first place? I think it's the brother. Garcetti. 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 This all in motion. He uh, he sealed all of this important shit. Why would you seal that? What is that? 
because you don't who? want the truth to sealed come it out. for who for how long what is that you got to it's it's that shit should be transparent and should be poured over what are these the jfk files why are they sealed yeah same reason they're still sealed i thought no, it was I 50 they, years i think they were unsealed yeah no one cares anymore i th- i think i th- they, you know what they unseal them but they erased all the important stuff anyway yeah you can I, seal but you the, ugh. i mean this guy even said he there was a file that he had that oh, was six inches thick now it's three pages he, exactly and now it's three pages ridiculous yeah. so uh corruption at its highest form yeah it's true and then if you get into it the, who knows why uh fayed was killed if he was killed or it was an accident no one knows it's all it's all weird and I, I feel like I feel like we're not getting real news anywhere. And I think it's it's it, I, you know these days it's, fake news is a term but it's always th- been fake. I think it's always been fake or not always but since I'd say since the 80s since the advent of cable. Look, it, the Richard Jewell case they went with the wrong narrative, and then they never turned around because it was too late. They never corrected themselves, and they blamed the wrong person instead of uh, instead of taking the blame for being incorrect with their assumptions. Yeah. So why wouldn't the same thing have happened right here? It happens. I think it happens a lot, and I, I, you know what? I think this Glenn Rogers thing is a is a real thing. I think it's a real thing, and uh, if you are a interested in the oj story i would definitely rent this this movie and uh slog through it um where's the pen where's the pen he was talking about i i there you go i don't know i don't know there's so much there's so many bits and pieces and i feel like they when you make a movie or when you make a documentary um you want to cover your ass and so what i think happened is a lot of little bits are edited out um so you're not getting full thoughts sometimes or full stories. Uh, I, I feel that's what's going on here, and that's why it's 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 not great. It's it's disjointed, but the info is there. The interesting info is there, and uh, his theory is I, you know, like I said, Dave came away saying that's what happened. I I absolutely believe that's what happened. So basically, there you go. I so watch it. I recommend that you watch it. Um, three ninety nine. Why not? Why not? Who killed Nicole? Uh, rated R, and I was grateful to see that they didn't show the goriest of photos. Rated Gar. Because I'm not a big fan of uh, seeing those over and over again. But uh, it is rated R for language and dick jokes. Um, this one, the dick joke. On Vimeo. Vimeo. That sounds like a misspelling. It is not. It is not. All right. So, uh... What's that supposed to mean, Vimeo? I don't know, Dave. What, video what? And, and me, video and me in there instead of... That video, sounds like it's Chinese-controlled. Coming like, you know, instead of YouTube, this is me... Vimeo. Hashtag Vimeo. Okay. All right. I think that's all we're going to say about this. All right. Uh, so anyway, this has been episode number 83. Uh, another one where I'm going to have to yell at Dave for interrupting me and not letting me finish the thought. Oh, come on. You got plenty out of this here. 
What? There's plenty of you in this one. It's not that there's not uh, plenty of me. That's never my complaint, you jerk. Whoa, but I like to interject. Yeah, but I'd like to finish a sentence because my memory is so bad that He's I forget talk what I'm over saying. Me. Talk over me. I don't want to do that. That's that rude. talk right over me. Uh-huh. It's like a Robert Altman film. Ugh. I, it would be fine if it was like a Robert Altman film and we had you had said, let's do it like a Robert Altman film instead of me thinking we're taking turns talking. Oh, jeez. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh-huh. Okay. Suicide is painless. I see. Oh, I see. All right. Uh, episode 83 of the Middle Age Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals, David Shecky. That's what this was. Uh, update. I got my Google accounts back. Hey, Google. That sounds like an honorable name. I, uh, it, it took, it took a lot of screenshots. And I honestly, what I think what saved me was that I had forwarded my email to my ProtonMail account. So I had years and years of evidence that this was my account years of it so um that's what saved me in the end but uh they have no you have to go to the help the community help forum and post there and hope that someone gets back to you i had posted there and i'd gotten an email saying oh someone will get back to you in 24 hours that wasn't the case it's laws lawlessness it took me four days, and every day I would just post, anyone hearing this? Anyone seeing this? Am I going to get any help with this? Until finally someone said, oh, I'm going to help you. So, um... Thank you, comrade. That was Andrew. Comrade Andrew. Andrew helped me, and then Marco helped me. We're all in this or together, man. Me. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's what happened. Um, I got my stuff back. I also got the phone number and the email of... The person who took my account, and it seems like they are Russian. <laughs> Russian hacker took my account. So there you go. Um, Russian collusion, baby. Russian collusion, baby. Turns out it was John Podesta. All right. We will see. Night cooking. You. What's it called? Night kitchen? Soul, co- soul cooking? What? Soul kitchen? What's it called? What are you talking about? What's it called that he's into? Spirit cooking? Exactly. Oh, God. Dave, I... ah. (laughs) Come on. We got to get it out there. Anyway, one more time. Who killed Nicole on Vimeo 399 rental? Give it a watch. I thought we were going to chant something. I'm not chanting anything with you. I thought you were trying to get me ready. Like, one more time. Here we go. I was like, oh, am I supposed to say something now? We will see you next time, America. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm.